I failed to properly introduce him earlier in the week. It should be Dr. Jerry Brown. Joining us here on Sports Talk, Coach, good evening. How are you? Well, Coach, is good enough. I'm doing fine. Thanks, sir. <laughs> well, I want to be proper and respectful. Well, it's the end of the week. I guess maybe tomorrow you guys will do some light stuff, but I'm sure all the heavy stuff, all the heavy planning has been put in place. How do you feel about things here as we look ahead to the game Saturday? Well, let me clear up, too. I do care about all that stuff you were talking about previously because it all filters down to the high school. Somebody's talking about they're doing a image money and all that stuff, too, and they're already doing a transfer portal in high school. It's just underground. But mm. anyway, uh, the, the bad stuff seems to filter down to us, and it's a shame the money's changing the game so much. But anyway, We've been doing well. I tell you, our coaches are working hard. I've got a super situation with coaches because I've got some that can handle the defense on their own and some handle offense on their own. And I fiddle around with the offensive line a little bit and just kind of be a figurehead. But we've done well and still working to come together. It's quite a feat, really, to bring um, a running game and a passing game together and try and see what kind of team we are, whether we're – I think we can be running and throwing and good and, and sort it all out so quickly. Yeah. What are your plans at quarterback? Uh, again, both those guys are so impressive, and we're so fortunate in South Carolina to have uh, you know, Raheem Jeter from Spartanburg, a quality kid, big kid, Lenar Sellers. Again, those are the two of the best quarterbacks I've seen in high school. And the old saying is, nobody's like Freddie Sullivan, but doggone it, they, they aren't pretty good. Yeah. Have you got a starter? Well, both of them probably will play pretty equal time because I can't tell much difference either one of them and just see which one has a hot hand come game time. And but you know you can't really you can't I can't tell any difference in the ability to move the team either one of them. Both of them uh, throw well, and of course Lenoris can run the ball well. But uh, Raheem's a big guy too, and whoever gets those guys in college has got. Got some good good people. Don't they gonna get some uh, good plays out of? Yeah, but have y'all decided which one's gonna run out first with the first team offense? <laughs> no, I, I, haven't. I haven't. Have not. I haven't. Okay. Yeah. What? Um, how do you feel about? I mean, it's hard, obviously, in in just eight or ten practices to get a cohesive offense where everybody's on the same page and quarterbacks can read receivers. And uh, do you feel like the offense is? Was clicking well in practice and uh, had and kind of had a good rhythm and a good flow to it. I think we're throwing the ball quite well. Our biggest asset offensively is the receivers, uh, and you can't tell much difference between those two. Uh, you know, from Wilson High School, you've got uh, Sanday Butler and Zion Agnew from Ridge, Ridgeview there in Columbia. Uh, Tyler Brown. Andrew Danton from Spartanburg, Noah Jennings from Westwood, and Elijah Caldwell. Those are five, six very good receivers there. So we can throw and catch with the best of them. Uh, now, do we always have time? That, that's the thing about picking up any blitz and sophisticated blitz and pressure that we worry about. But uh, I feel like we can throw the ball very well deep or mid or screens too. So I think that puts a lot of pressure. I think they're very concerned about that from North Carolina's standpoint about our skill offensive people how good is north carolina going to be up front how well do you think you can block them again uh i, I think they have um you know, like i said have some big guys and then i think they have to change some positions around have some quicker guys but uh i think 
you know, we're zone blocking pretty well and everything there kind of starts off as a double team more or less. And, uh, we've had some success there and I think we can control the line of scrimmage enough to let, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, guy from the, uh, Dutch fork, uh, green do mm-hmm. well. And also, um, the other running back from, uh, Somerville, I think he'll, he'll add to it also. Both those guys are, the spells, Marquise Spells and Javar Spring, I think they'll, they can stretch the defense out and go inside or outside. Who's going to be calling the plays for you? Uh, Coach Fleming. Coach Fleming from uh, Broom. And I told him basically if I, if I see something, I'll sure say something. But again, I've, I've asked him to kind of, uh, he does a four wide, and that's the one offense that's really outside of my wheelhouse. So again, huh. I've let him do the four wide. But we're also doing some two wide and three wide. Again, that's back in my wheelhouse from days when we had Andre Ellens and people like that too. And we got some good yardage out of that also. Yeah. Talking with Jerry Brown, coach of the South Carolina Shrine Bowl team. What about your defensive side? What what are you seeing over there? Uh, How physical, how fast will this group be? Will they smack you? They will. There's some wonderful hitters over there. They love to hit. We got a couple of them from Gaffney, and everybody knows about Gaffney football. But they they uh, they have a defensive mindset over there, and that's important to have. So many players play defense and don't understand about defensive mindset. But you got to love to hit and enjoy to be enjoy being miserable, <laughs> and they do. But they they really uh they really enjoy hitting, and uh, we haven't really turned them loose. I know they had two con- I think they had two concussions today in North Carolina, but we really <laughs> haven't been uh, hitting like that. We kind of you know t- taken to the ground anyway. But uh, I think they're they're chomping at the bit to be full speed hitting. Hmm, that's tough. Couple of have you lost anybody this week who won't be able to play? We had uh, Cooper Campbell from Burns. He was the center, and he uh, had an old ankle injury. Came up. Other than that, we seem to be doing pretty good. We did have a linebacker today that got tweaked up with the knee. We had him checked out. Cameron Avery from Cane Bay, and we're checking about him. But other than that. You know, we're decent healthy-wise. I was concerned about the offensive line after Cooper went out. We had a couple more. We're pretty healthy offensive line-wise now. Was Cooper going to be your starter at center? Uh, I don't know. Possibly not. We had another guy that's doing a great job, Jordan Knox at Northwestern. Interesting yep. enough, he didn't snap during the season, but he does. A, he's done a wonderful job for us in, in, the, in the Shrine Bowl. Okay. So what's the day like for you tomorrow? What kind of things will you guys do with the game coming up on Saturday, what's on the agenda? We'll go uh, 50 minutes on the turf, go inside for 30 minutes, watch video from the day, and then go about 20 minutes in the gym and try and get some things straightened out. And then we've got the, the banquet tomorrow night. We've got a meeting tomorrow also. And then we, on Saturday, we, excuse me, Saturday we got the game, but we just have a walkthrough, uh, you know, before the game a little bit. All right. You know, as you pointed out, you've been around the Shrine Bowl for a long, long time. You played it in 1967. You were assistant coach. Now you're the head coach. Uh, It's a game that obviously means a heck of a lot to you personally. Now, North Carolina is moving their East-West game to next year to like this same weekend with, with the Shrine Bowl going on, I think, from what I've read. They are. They are. That's absolutely correct. What does this mean, as far as what you know and can share with us, what does this mean for the Shrine Bowl? Is there going to be a Shrine Bowl next year? Oh, yeah, sure. I think they'll do the same thing we do. Uh, it took them a long time to make that move, but it's ridiculous having an all-star game in August because you know, a lot of people aren't going to play, particularly now when they opt out. But they'll just have the uh, all-star game first, 
but they'll pick the Shrine Bowl. That'll be the top players, just like South Carolina does it. But again, the only problem you run into if you have somebody that doesn't report or gets injured, then then the All Star people are not available to you. So their All Star game is going to be the same weekend as the Shrine Bowl. Okay, well I think that'll be fine too. But the uh, the Shrine Bowl picks will probably be the premier picks that they they make. Yeah, the best people. They're not they're not going to send their second best down to South Carolina. No, no, but but I want to make clear for North Carolina next year the their East West game is going to be the same weekend as the Shrine Bowl, unlike in South Carolina where the Touchstone Energy is a week before. Yeah, I, I didn't know that, but I don't think that makes a, a lot of difference either. Yeah, okay, I, I wasn't sure on that. I didn't know if you'd heard anything more. So, and I, I've even I've even heard the rumor that they may even do that in South Carolina. I don't know. You mean have the Shrine Bowl move down to South Carolina? Move down there to the beach. To some, there seemed to be some interest in that, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think there is. I think, you know, with um, Coach Early taking over as the director of the Coaches Association and a lot of interest to, from his standpoint of, you know, trying to have a, a doubleheader type situation. Um, well, how would you feel about that with the Shrine Bowl and the Touchstone Energy Bowl being uh, combined in a weekend? I think that would be fine. Be great for high school football. Somewhere sure. in South Carolina, Myrtle yeah. Beach, most likely. Be a good showcase, you would. But the way it is right now, it's good because the fans in upstate have a bowl, and the fans in the lower state have a bowl. That's a good point. It's a good point. Well, we thank you for being with us, Doctor Brown. Good luck to you on Saturday. Everybody in the state is pulling for you. I've told Shrine Bowl coaches in the past: if you win, you'll be uh, revered. If you lose, you have to leave the state. But I'm not going to make you do that. But <laughs> I don't expect you to lose. I expect you to win and go home happy. So best of luck to you. We really appreciate appreciate you being with us. Well, kids and the coaches, we've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Okay, Dr. Jerry Brown from Berkeley, head coach of the uh, the Sandlappers. Thank goodness, most of the time, Sandlappers have won that game. Of course, there was a time, to be you know quite honest, when North Carolina had a conflict, uh, like the year Todd Ellis came out from Greensboro Page, and they were playing for the state championship. North Carolina state championship weekend conflicted with the Shrine Bowl. So many times you had some of the best players in North Carolina who could not play. But then again, they have so many more high schools and so many more students and so many more players to choose from than South Carolina. The pool is much deeper in North Carolina than it is in South Carolina. So maybe that was sort of a an even exchange there. Well, good luck to the Sandlappers. That's the one team in South Carolina I think we can all uh, get behind, and we certainly do. And Spartanburg High School is a beautiful location, beautiful stadium, and uh, they'll do a great job putting that game on on Saturday. 